So, like, what's your uh, comfort threshold on, like, household attire that you'll wear inside the house? But, like, will you put the trash out, check the mail in, et cetera, in it? What do you mean? Well, I mean, you're wearing some weird-looking flip-flops with a gold UA on them and then a salmon shirt, so Well, to you speak. can't say that. What do, you, what do you mean? I'm just asking, like, what level of comfort do you have in that? I mean, is this a strictly behind-the-doors kind of a house attire or like hey baby go check the mail trashes go out etc are you going to show the neighbors this look you come to my house at 11 o'clock at night says the guy who owns one pair of ball shorts from the university of georgia that you wear three, everywhere. thank you are they all the same pair two say uga and one says some school in alabama where my boy used to coach they're red and have a big g on the side not the ones from alabama I'm saying they both, like, do you have two pairs of the same shorts? Those are very people-friendly colors, though. I would wear these shorts out. I would wear this shirt out, not with these shorts. The sandals only stay in the house. <laughs> That's probably a good thing, because, like, if anybody remembers, like, the old school, like, the first year that Jordan played on the Olympic team, and they remade, like, the Air Jordans that year with, like, the eight or whatever number was in the back. Those sandals are like the equivalent of that in a sandal. Why? Because they're white with that interesting color blue and then some weird gold all over the front. But like color scheme wise, they line up. And yeah, anybody, but they were just. Anybody that's a sneakerhead will get that right now. I don't know how many bourbon people that are sneakerheads that will get that, but somebody will. But it was just something to wear in the house and it was like 15 bucks for the pair of sandals. Well, of course it's a pair. Are you going to buy one? You're a dumbass. Hello, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards, and with me is Zeke Baker, the dumbass. And together, we make the Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. I feel like Zeke was trying to pick on me in the cold open. Wasn't really sure where he was going. Am I in PJ attire right now? Am I in something that I would go to bed in? The shorts are something I would work out in. The shirt is something I'd probably go out in a pair of jeans in. The sandals are house only. But even though you gave me all that shit, I still have a present for you. What's your present there? Well, let me reach into these shorts that you don't like and get out your present. I mean, there's no way you're holding a tennis ball in there. I just want you to look at your present. Six ounce leather flask. Oh, it's even got our logo on there. Yes. You have to thank the folks at distilleryproducts.com. And you can thank our friends Carson and Janie and Vicky. And they made sure you had a flask that says Dad's Drinking Bourbon on it. Well, no, a, a, a big shout out is in order then to all of Distillery Products and their team for uh, taking care of me and, and even better. I don't know how you convince John to, to share these things because normally he doesn't, but I'm, I'm duly impressed now. I do share everything with you. We are going to do a show. Thankfully, Distillery Products did this for us, but we have now the Tooth Glass we have the neat glass, we have the Glencairn, we have the mini Glencairn, we have the dram glass, we have the wobbly glass. I, I forget what it's called, but if you go on their website, it kind of wobbles. You can put it on its side and spin it around on the table. Oh, it reminds me of that time you played at Tootsie's. No, that was later. And then we have the 
rocks glass. So we are going to do a show drinking all sorts of different glasses. I think what we are going to do is put the same spirit. We're not going to drink the glasses. We're going to drink products out of the glasses. Yeah, stop nitpicking me. I don't want folks to get confused. You never know. So we are going to be drinking out of these glasses, and we are going to probably drink the same spirit out of all of the different glasses, but we are going to drink them all and figure out which glass we like the best. No, I'm stoked for it. Some folks get it. Some folks don't. And I, I think it's a an element that doesn't maybe get it the right amount of love as far as uh, you know what products going into the glass, come off and, and taste and are perceived better. And what nuances you get from glassware to glassware. One of the biggest things for me is the difference in the nose from glass to glass. And it's something I don't want to spend too much time talking about because we do have some Mizunara from Taconic Distillery that we want to be drinking. I thought you were just trying to steal my thunder. People know I'm the nose guy here. I know you are the nose guy, but there are some glasses that you really have to work hard to get a nose, and then there are some that they come a little bit easier. And I think knowing that nose is going to be about 75 to 80% of your taste, I think it's more advantageous to, it's, it's science. Come on, Dr. Baker, you know this. That's a high percent. What do you think it is? I mean, are you snorting alcohol and not around? No. I'm going to Google it right now. How much of should i wear this (laughs) shirt in public why do you not like this shirt i just like messing with you for the color i'm man enough to wear this color you know accentuates your complexion it says 80 percent. i just google it how we smell things a guide to the human nose a nose that is in less than tip-top condition can affect taste buds too researchers say 80 percent of the flavors we taste come from what we smell My only rebuttal, at least the first thing that popped in my mind, was simply, there are things are a thing. There are places I remember. Exactly. All my life. And some of them may smell relatively to even fairly awful, but the taste is usually just kind of bitter. You never know. I do want to let you know that you can go to distilleryproducts.com for all your laser etched needs. If you go to 90% of the distilleries in the country and say, hey, where do you get your glassware from? Chances are they are going to say distilleryproducts.com. And you know we just listed all the different glasses they have. They are the official glassware provider of Dad's Drinking Bourbon. We are lucky to work with them. If you want me to hook you up with them and get you some wholesale awesome pricing deals on Glens, Tua, the Neat, the Dram, the Wee Glen Karen, whatever you need, Reach out to me and I'll get you in touch with distilleryproducts.com. Hey, I just worry, you know, it's beach season coming up soon. Are they going to be able to laser etch the big cat before he hits the beach? Maybe. It's my hot body. I do what I want. I could put a smiley face in. (laughs) (laughs) So what are we drinking tonight? Because this was sent to you first. You drank half the bottle already. I drank a third of it. You drank a half of it. Does that look, there looks like there's a third left. I drank a third of it on my own, an extra fifth in front of you okay a fifth not of the whole thing but a fifth compared to the third do you plead the fifth no but i will say back to the line of uh folks taking care of us hooking up with nice things here and there i do appreciate our care packages from taconic maybe almost more than anyone else simply because they normally send us things that i can wear and then i can look at john and go they didn't send your size i'm sorry 
Well, that is, you are wearing a shirt that fits you very well. They've been very good. That has no impact on what we say about their whiskey. I should mention that. But you know, they have always been uh, willing to share. They did send some of the maple bourbon down here. We've also got some other stuff from them. Hey, that Realtree pullover is dope. Yeah. You wear that all the time. I know. It gives me all kinds of redneck street cred around, folks. You think? I mean... They know I'm from the country. They may not necessarily know that I've never owned a truck or killed an animal other than a squirrel. Making sure that we always give a shout out to Carol Ann and PJ at Taconic just because we enjoy them as people. We enjoy the whiskey that they have. Zeke really likes your care packages. I would prefer it if you sent them to me first. (laughs) Not because I want the swag. I just want to make sure I preserve the liquid because the first maple bourbon you did drink the whole bottle before we got together to review it let's be honest here i've said time and time again especially now that it's cash drink that has been one of my favorite bottlings releases whatever you want to call it i have enjoyed it i don't know why you have to say whatever you want to call it i mean it is a release Folks get quirky on words. I, I like to be a man of the people. I mean, it, it it is not a whatever you want to call it. It is one of your favorite releases. I mean, I, I gave it what my most bought pick of 2019 award. How many do you think you bought? A lot. So you are kind of paying for the swag that you're wearing right now because you've bought enough bottles that you feel like you earned it. It's like if you took a cork. I mean, I wouldn't go that far because... If you save the bottle caps, remember, like with Coke, you could save the bottle caps and end up getting like a Coke hat. I mean, let's be honest, though. You give better love to people than I do. I'll I'll, I'll take the ding there. I am honest. I know you are. I'm just saying you show it better than I do. I I fail at social media a lot. Well, you fail at social media, but I feel like your inability to show anybody love goes far beyond distilleries. It also goes to your podcast partner. If you were to show anyone love, you could start with me. I just tried to pay you a compliment, and I get this in return? You weren't really paying me. You were like, you do a good job kissing people's ass. I know. I said you were a good job being appreciative. Well, yes. uh, Being appreciative is good. I I try. I'm just not as forthright as you are. (laughs) Jesus. Man cuts me down when I'm being nice to him. If that's you being nice to me, then shit. You've seen the group chats. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I have. And you're not nice. Exactly. On to the juice. Yes, let's talk about this. So you have the bottle closest to you. Why don't you talk about what we actually have here? It is straight bourbon whiskey finished in a Mizunara cask. It is 90 proof. And beyond that, that's about where the details run out. So we know it's going to be four years because it is a straight bourbon whiskey that is non-age stated it is finished in a mizunara cask which we also know needs to be over 200 years old to even qualify for that in japan bob hopkins level we also know that those barrels are not cheap now we've had a couple and for all intents and purposes we're just going to call it mizu but we had the mizu from broken barrel spirits then we've had it from Heaven's Door and their bootleg series. So this is the third one. 
I feel like this is something that is trending more and more in whiskey. It's just harder and harder to get. Well, and we've we've had Mizu from other places. We just may not have done a show around it. Plenty Trans. of Japanese whiskeys uh, definitely feature the Mizu finish. All right, so Mizu, what comes to mind there, Big Cat? It's a sweet oak for me when I'm normally drinking a Mizu. It's something that I kind of would associate with that. It's not a heavy oak. The oak is there, but it's not like, you know, when you're having something that's that's old or, you know, you have an MGP that goes 13, 14 years and you're like, wow, this is really oaky. And it doesn't have the tannins. When you hear this is really oaky, you know, typically it is an older whiskey or an old, it's tannic. It can be a little dry, a little woody. The oak is there, especially on this. The oak is there, but it's a different kind of oak altogether. It is a sweet oak over a dry oak. If I were to make the comparison to wine, right? A typical American whiskey that gets oaky, I feel like that's like a white wine where it's a little bit drier and the Mizu is like a red wine. So I, I agree with you on two of the three points. I agree with you on the tannin aspect and then it's not necessarily heavily oaked but i do get a really strong drying component out of this you do because i didn't yeah like to me that that, that's just part of the mizu profile is a a strong drying aspect now granted the flavor that's left you you kind of mentioned some wine stuff i don't get any resemblance to that as far as once the drying starts to occur and what i'm left with you know, on the profile, but I, I get a strong drying aspect out of this. Really? No, I ain't lying, Craig. I'm going to take another sip because I did not get that. I love the nose. To me, the, the first thing that really hit was a strong semi-sweet chocolate, but it was definitely that almost kind of bitterish, swimmy, semi-sweetish like you'd use for uh, baking and cooking. You know, like it, it, it's great couple of other things, but... Uh, you know, when you're a kid and you see it and you think it's just chocolate and you grab a bite thinking you're going to get rewarded and you're like, mm, man, I had a little more bitter to it than I really expected. But I felt like it was semi-sweet chocolates kind of over a, a hot caramel that kind of came in after the fact. And, and then behind that, it to me, really lingered in the sense of either a dusty whiskey and or paprika, which to me were two completely different sensory things to pick up. But both came at me hard. I got some of that, but not all of that. I didn't get the chocolate, but I definitely got the caramel. I mean, it's not so much like textbook chocolate. It's like this, the semi-sweet morsels you cook with that don't taste like chocolate to me. I get what you're saying. I just think the caramel is, is the most prevalent thing for me there. I got the dusty. You know, It was like caramel and dusty, but I didn't get like the paprika. That weird dusty component's... It's intriguing. There. It's there. I mean, especially considering, you know, we know Taconic hasn't been in business that long. Like, they're not sourcing. It's their own stuff. There's just no way it's old enough to be dusty, quote unquote. No, and there's nothing that says, like, this is young. Yeah. Nothing about it that even hints of any corn or any citrus or anything like that. It's like, it's totally that Mizu profile. Yeah, and, and moving to the palate, it really followed suit. I felt like it was very semi-sweet again, drying at first to a degree, and then like um, the finish 
allowed caramel and vanilla to kind of like come back around and resurface and show their head. Just like, oh, well, I didn't quite see that coming. I get you on that. And, you know, I, I have to agree with you, at least for me, this pretty much follows suit. I got that sweet caramel. I think it was not as dry to me as it was for you. Like, it's not, the oak is there, but for me, it's not a, and I think maybe, maybe if it's slightly dry, it's just such a contrast from what you would get from regular oak. Like, when somebody tells me this is oaky, it's like, yeah, the oak is here, but it's not the same oak. One. To me, generously enough, we've had quite a few Taconic products. I don't get the Taconic profile out of this. I really get just Mizu all over the place. And it's not a knock or a dig. It's just simply that cask finish just truly ended up embodying this whole profile and tasting. Yeah. Which, I I mean, if you're going to spend the money for the cask, I would hope it imparted the flavors you wanted. I would hope so, too. I mean... This thing has to be 200 years old before it can even qualify to be a Mizunara cask. That is crazy. Not to go too far off the the beaten path, but I think for the folks that are into Japanese whiskey and get those, get various products, uh, you know, with this Mizunara finish, they know they're not cheap. Yeah. There's like a lottery they have to be a part of to even be a distillery that wins a Mizunara cask. How do you win? I was hoping for bingo. Man, if they played whiskey bingo, <laughs> that would be amazing. All right, so where are, we, where are we on price point for this big cat? So this is coming in about 90 bucks. Considering what we have seen a Mizunara cask go in other venues, it's not terrible. No, and it's really tough to be discerning there. I mean... Simply, if you think about a four-ish year whiskey, finishing a Mizu at 90 bucks and 90 proof, some aspects of that, to me, just simply say without tasting, like, nah, man, (laughs) not going that route. But then if you look at Japanese whiskeys, I saw one this past week on a shelf that was an Ichiro malt, three years, finishing Mizu for 250. Granted, I think- And what was the proof? I think it may have been cash strength. I don't, you know- I can't remember every detail of uh, my trips to stores. <laughs> well, to me, uh, I think this is a great expression of a Mizu finish. But a lot of Japanese and scotches and things like that, you're going to be 90 proof or 80 proof. Or yeah. If you think about where a lot of these Mizunara casks are going to be, they're not going to be cast strength. I get that. Do we always appreciate if the proof is up a little bit higher? Heck yeah, we do. I'm not going to deny that. But either way, I mean, people that are used to and or expect a certain profile, when they see Mizu, this hits the nail on the head. Does it remind me of Taconic? Not at all. But is this, to me, a, a great representation of, of using as expensive AF <laughs> Mizu barrel? They got their money's worth, I think. I still probably just a bar on this, though. I'm the same way. Um I really like it. Really, really, really like it. I would rather buy the maple at cast strength and save this. Like, this would be a great night out. I would feel awesome having this. It's a great whiskey. I love it. But for 90 bucks, I'm just thinking, if I had a disposable income, completely disposable, I'd buy it. And it's tough, too, in the... 
you know, quote unquote, bourbon markers drink it. You never know how many of those guys fall under Mizu, Japanese whiskey, etc. Did you say bourbon markers drink it? Yeah, like people in the bourbon market, do they drink this? I mean, it may not have made the most sense, but in my head, it really did. <laughs> like, hey, if you're in the bourbon market, do you drink this? Yeah. I mean, to me, it's niche. Like, there's a certain sect of people that buy this and, and they expect that profile. So would they be let down and feel bad about spending 90 bucks? No. No. Do me or, or hypothetically you get into Mizu finish? Not too much. I personally want to try the cognac finish just because I we- lean that way more. Do we like it when we have it? Yeah. I love the Mizu. That's one of, I think, out of... I think it's a great representation for what it is. I gravitate towards something else that I would spend the money on, I think. You drank half the bottle, so you obviously liked it. I thoroughly appreciate the expression for what I would expect it to be. And again, it does not taste like anything taconic to me. Yeah. That barrel is expressed very well in this product. And for what they cost, if I'm in their shoes, that's what I want it to do. You know, if I'm dropping that kind of coin for that kind of barrel, to me, I I want people to taste it and say, man, that's a damn good Mizu finished product. I mean, it'd be like buying hot chicken and it not being hot. You're going to be pissed off. Some people do that. I mean, that's MSP, but, you know, he's got sand in his nethers. So, I mean, I think all said and done. Very simply. We're bars. We're, we're both a bar. We both appreciate it for what it is. And, and again, I think it's a great expression of a Mizu product. From what I've had, truly embodies like that profile. The wood did its job. I think if I had completely unlimited income, love to have one of these on the shelf that Zeke didn't drink half of it before he brought it to me. I mean, but, I just think I'm like the sweeter stuff and at 60 bucks that barrel maple finish i'm with you 100 <laughs> percent. i mean that's my profile <laughs> at 60 bucks that barrel maple finish is great since we already talked about distilleryproducts.com want to let you know that we are also sponsored by cascartel.com they are changing the industry standard and bringing the world's best spirits directly to your door you can go on cascartel.com they are like the amazon of the spirits industry and what they do is they actually hook you up with merchants who will send stuff directly to you. Now, they don't set the prices. The merchants set the prices. So they are getting you in touch with these merchants that will then send it to you. Obviously, just like online retailers, some prices are going to be very on point with what you would see in the local store down the street. Some of the harder to get stuff might be priced like it's harder to get. So look through, find stuff, find what you like. If you need vodka, you need gin, you need Amaro, you need Mezcal, you need whiskey, you need bourbon, whatever it is, go to cascartel.com, get it shipped right to you. It's the convenience factor of actually not having to leave your house and having your whiskey or your bourbon come right to you. Also want to let you know that if you follow them on Instagram at cascartel, they are always doing awesome giveaways and sending stuff to their followers. So check them out and see when you can get something sent to you. Maybe you'd win. Zeke, people can find us on Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads. You can find us wherever you download your podcasts. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Just a hop, skip, and jumping away in good old Nashville, Tennessee. Cheers. Ciao.